Welcome, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Theory and Theology. And on this podcast, we're usually talking about topics related to oh, topics related to religion, spirituality, um, different cultures, different belief systems, thought processes, things like that. Um, so. I have permission to talk about a conversation that I've been involved in for I don't know how long um because it's kind of like an off and on thing but um yeah it's okay it's fine for me to post this it's just interesting kind of racking my brain about it um so let me see so it's kind of like Um, how should I say, a little bit about, like, how the world is run, um, I kind of have a difference of viewpoint from a different person, and I can't really tell if it's a minority thing or not, and so the person I'm talking to, I'm not saying that, like, like, you know, they do or don't have any problems or whatever. Like, everyone has their own stuff that they're coming into situations with. Um, but this person, you know, like, I really value their their opinions on things um, and their outlook on life. And I'm not really one to, like, write off people just because I have a difference of opinion. But, you know, a lot of times, you know, people don't agree on things. And I think it's because you know, we come at things from a different perspective in the world. So, you know, talking to someone who's a Caucasian, heterosexual, cisgender male, and then myself being a black and African-American female who's not a straight person, you know, it's like we're definitely going to be coming from very different angles on things. So we were talking about um um trans i guess trans rights overall um that was where the conversation kind of began but i mean we talked to each other in person we talked to each other on the phone we kind of have like kind of deep philosophical text conversations and then there are other online platforms where we kind of discuss things and happen to be in the same, like, discussion groups and things. And, I mean, I'm not talking crap about, like, this person's perspective. Um, and they said, I can post about this conversation. I'm sending them the link. I can post about this conversation so long as, um, you know, they get the link and so long as you know, if they feel like they want to uh, provide their own opinions, then um, they totally have the floor. I'll totally post either with them or let them solo send me any kind of audio clip. I won't even listen to it first and I'll just upload it without editing. Um, I mean, I don't, as you guys know, I don't edit anyway, so that's not going to happen. I'm not going to edit it anyways. But... um. Yeah, so I was kind of just, like, talking about my week, um, talking about, you know, I was kind of happy that one of my friends, you know, got top surgery, and that's kind of, you know, I was kind of, like, talking about, like, all the recent crappy situations that I've gone through, and, you know, I know I know this person, their kind of style of talking isn't really like personal experiences like um stories about like recent updates it's more like very general like concepts about how the world can be unfair so usually it's like when we're talking it's not about 
a specific topic, a specific issue. It's kind of just like concepts not really attached to anything. But um, I can kind of tell it's like related to maybe like an experience that just came up or something. But it's more so just, you know, I think their comfort level of describing things kind of goes to the theoretical a lot more than to like examples. And so, you know, we're talking about like trans related, you know, topics and, you know, I'm trying to like explain like, you know, like I, you know, I'm happy for my friends. Like, you know, we talk a lot about like sexuality and gender identity and things like that. Um, but it's kind of more like, I kind of know that this person isn't gay. Um, and I think that they're pretty open-minded. They're not trying to, um, really like, um, like put people down they kind of don't believe in that um but at the same time it's like kind of hard to talk about the theoretical when I'm talking about like personal experience with somebody or whatever so I was basically you know just kind of explaining because it was like you know explain your experience because like you know sometimes uh people don't really um know really what I'm what I'm saying um sometimes sometimes I don't freaking know what I'm saying let's be real but um you know sometimes I can be pretty vague too and not really describe um what I'm trying to say in detail and I've gotten this way because um because you know I mean I'm better now (laughs) than I was like probably like eight years ago or something like basically you know it's always been kind of hard for me to like talk about my own life like I've always been different from the people around me like in a lot of different ways the way I think the way I look the way I dress the way I act my interests like there's not too much that's stereotypical about me um so that kind of in a way is fun and good and great but makes life a little hard to navigate because I feel like it throws people way off and they don't know what to do with it um and then it's kind of like okay like I feel like we can have like a difference of opinion and not be like not friends you know like or start hating each other or have to like block or ghost each other or whatever um I'm not really into that so it's like okay me and this person are kind of talking about like the differences um so you know a lot of times they their focus is on you know I don't want to call it toxic masculinity but I think it's what most people would label as what they call toxic masculinity. I I understand toxic macu- masculinity. I'm not saying it's like a good thing, but the reason for myself personally why it's hard for me to really use that phrasing is because I feel like a lot of times people only talk about the toxic masculinity. They don't talk about f- toxic femininity or any other toxic kind of you know variations like along that kind of thing um so to me that gets a little bit of a you know it's a little like okay we're gonna pick on masculinity but it's like there's some other stuff that you know that we can pick on too but um I don't know I kind of feel like weird using that even though it exists um I just feel like it's not, I don't know, just for me, it just feels weird, um, because it's, it's almost, like, to me, it almost assumes that males are more so toxic, um, related to maybe, like, gender presentation related things, um, I, I don't know if that's true, um, I don't know if it's false, I don't know if it's true, 
I just don't feel like it's like I've never really heard people use toxic femininity as like an explanation for for the way somebody's being um but it's kind of my own thing so I guess if people you know use that I guess that makes sense to say it say things that people understand what you're talking about so you know like that's kind of the topics that he usually talks about is like jealousy toxic masculinity control um so we get into this discussion about you know I'm kind of like trying to explain like I you know I don't really see like heterosexual straight culture to be um very understanding of non-heterosexual non-straight culture um and you know we kind of got to that topic but initially we were talking about our weeks and you know that uh, one of my uh that I know someone who's you know a trans friend that got top surgery and I was you know kind of explaining what that means and how it's not easy to get and you know we were kind of talking about like you know what we think about you know people getting the surgeries and things and I know from this person's perspective he says you know um that a lot of people might regret it later on and I'm kind of like I know but I mean I don't know I don't want to say so what but kind of so what you know it's like you know if somebody else gets some other kind of uh procedure done usually doctors aren't concerned about whether or not they're going to regret it like they're not holding it against you to get what you need to get done because you might regret it later like usually they're not barring you from doing it and I was kind of saying like you know it's kind of a fine line between like is the doctor not not doing this because of concern or are they not doing it out of discrimination like those are kind of topics we were discussing and we were also discussing um um our perspectives on like this is a sorry this is like a conversation over multiple days so it's like really hard to like remember the order of things but you know because I was kind of talking about like you know, my experiences, you know, we started talking about like dating, I was talking about the experiences dating trans people. Um, I myself am not am not a trans person, but I talked about a lot of my experiences with dating trans people. And how just like in general society, it's like, you know, why on earth are trans people treated differently when in the majority of situations that, you know, trans people are in, you know, there's not really even like, a sexual context to it or any reason why anybody should have any concern about a person being trans you know if i'm a trans person and i'm at mcdonald's ordering fries you know why can't the cashier just get my freaking fries like why does it have to be like a whole thing you know what i mean um if i'm a trans person and i want to try on some makeup why does why does it matter you know what i look like or who I'm with and what they look like, like just things like that, that are just like, you know, coming across servers of different kinds and like just being in public in general and, you know, just the kind of like reactions that people have. It's like, what does your gender matter in a lot of the different types of situations? You know, what does it matter in the kind of place where you want to sit down and have drinks? What does your gender matter in the place where you want to go and shop and get your groceries? Like, your gender doesn't matter in any of that kind of stuff. But then again, it's like, it matters when you're, you know, when you're a trans person, it matters, you know, to a lot of people. And it's kind of confusing why, you know. Um, And so I was kind of talking about that, how it's like, you know, if I walk into a place, nobody's really gonna try to serve me differently, like maybe because of my clothing style, maybe because of my race, but that's not like 
too, you know, common, honestly. Um, and if they are doing it, it's not obvious. Um, like, and so I wonder about that. I wonder about. Um, just in general with, um, it's been a long day, guys. (laughs) Um, just in general with, like, kind of, uh, I'm trying to think of what, what was, what we were talking about next. Like, yeah, I was kind of saying, like, yeah, a lot of times your gender isn't really going to matter, and a lot of things that you're doing, um, unless, you know, when you're dating, it might matter to a lot of people. If you're doing sexual things, that might matter to a lot of people. Um, even to some people, it matters if you're in a bathroom together or in a locker room together. I mean, I, I don't think it really needs to matter. I mean, I, I don't really care, but it's like I could, I get that some people do care. Um, but you know outside of those places it's kind of like weird that somebody needs to be like so clear about a person's gender um it needs to meet kind of like what they expect in in general society kind of like what is expected no surprises need to come from anywhere for anybody um related to gender it's like why why you know why why Um, why does it even happen, you know? Um, and then, you know, I was kind of speaking to, um, you know, if I'm dating someone, you know, and I'm maybe meeting someone like online, for example, like keep it easy, go online, you know, talk to somebody that seems interesting enough that you want to meet them in person, you know, um, and that you have some kind of commonalities and kind of vibe, you know, I kind of thought about that and I was like, okay, um, you know, and I, you know, I haven't done enough straight dating to really, to really super speak to this, but the way I, I kind of, I'm observing things um it seems that you know say for example if i'm a you know i'm a i'm a queer woman on a dating website looking for other queer women or even just keeping it just strictly like lesbian only and women that don't date anybody but just women only um and you know, even within those women who only date women, there's a lot of variation, right? Um, there's a lot of, you know, still like gender presentation related things, a lot of um, like just a lot of differences. Like, did you can't just, you know, predict or um, expect without like a conversation about it, right? Um, and I feel like in queer culture, it's way more common to be having conversations about all these like diverse aspects of different things about you related to your gender, even if you are the same gender. Um, there's something about it in queer culture. People don't really assume as much all the time. Um, you know, and I think think that happens because a lot of the stereotypes are kind of removed it's like well if i'm dressing like this and another person is dressing like that and then we're both like but yeah we're women and we both identify as female women and you know we both date women and it's like we can look like completely different from one another and have different interests you know on different kind of levels um And we kind of just notice diversity between even the two of us versus I feel like maybe in straight couples, it's like a lot of it's chalked up to, oh, you're a guy or you're a girl, Uh, you're a man, you're a woman. So we just kind of call it like that. 
um I don't know if straight people have a lot of like gender variation type of conversations um I've never really heard any of my straight friends mention that their boyfriends have spoken to them about gender roles and and things like that like not even just roles but more so like uh presentation and all kinds of different you know like thought processes about things um i think a lot of it's kind of like assumed um or maybe it's just noticeable i don't really know but it just seems different like i can't imagine going into a dating relationship dating a woman and just being like you know i don't i don't really like ask you any questions you know about like gender related things even though i see you're a woman and i know you're a woman and i know how you identify and just leaving it as at that and never asking about it to me that is that would be weird um but it's because you know i date a lot of different types of people with different types of varying gender related things going on and they don't you know there's not really the whole like you look like this therefore i know you're gonna be like this there's not a lot of that um in my life anyways and so i think it kind of carries over you know into dating and then i think a lot of people who are queer people kind of recognize that i don't know in in like cis straight culture if it's really like that um not so much it doesn't seem like it is but um it's kind of it's kind of speculation on my end it's nothing i've never i've never really heard of it um the only time i've kind of heard of it is when it's like how they say like stay-at-home dads um that's kind of more so where i've heard of it um but i don't really know um so you know that conversation kind of led into more of like you know where we were kind of not really too much on the same page about something where i kind of made a comment where i was like you know i think a lot of these things you know are happening in society but like the rules and the policies and the system hasn't really caught up to it you know it's usually like cis straight people that are kind of running the world that are making all of these concepts like all these policies that say you know that somebody can or cannot get a surgery or that say that you know gay marriage is wrong or that say this or that you know and then my friend believes that um that's not a necessarily a good way of thinking about the world because in reality the world isn't run by um hetero cis people and in fact it's not run by anybody um and we kind of have more power over things than what we are um maybe what we feel or what we're being told or what we're being allowed but I, I, it's kind of hard for me to see things that way. Um, I mean, from a minority perspective, it's not really that the world is necessarily like forcing you into a corner. But if you're not, if there's nobody who looks like you that's making policies, unless you're like protesting and like really, you know, um, you know, struggling to get out of that corner you know you're you know you kind of have to make waves right um just to get to an equal place in society not saying that everybody's not equal because they are equal but they're not treated that way necessarily um and i i kind of get i kind of get it i kind of sort of get it that we're not um you know we're not really victims necessarily that when it comes to control um you know it's you know we're not really being controlled 
but there are consequences, you know, to, um, and there are rules, you know, and there are laws. So, you know, and there are a lot of people who hold the key to a lot of things. It's like, you know, I've talked about it, even just something as simple as algorithms, you know, the people holding the keys to the algorithms set the algorithms in a certain way, in a way that's going to favor them, in a way that's going to favor what they believe in, what they want, what they want promoted. And then they're going to flag everything else. They're going to, you know, make it so that everything else that they don't agree with isn't going to be seen. Um, multiple mainstream platforms do this, you know, it's a form of censorship, but it's not really called that. Um, but, you know, um, but that's just one example, you know, um, like, so there's that, I mean, there's, there's definitely, like, other examples, but that's probably, like, the easiest one to use, um, it's something in my life that just, like, directly affects things, like, like, on a pretty regular basis, um, honestly, it does, but, um, there's also, you know, coming from a, a perspective of a minority on a lot of different levels, I'm not just saying ethnically, like, there are a lot of levels here where I'm, like, a minority, and there are a lot of levels here where this other person is, you know, not a minority, and so it kind of is like, okay, maybe you think, and maybe in your world, that's accurate, but I think we kind of live in different worlds, um, and I don't think we're ever really going to see eye to eye on it. I mean, I'm not saying necessarily that I think he's he is wrong for saying what he's saying, because that's his perspective. I mean, that's how the world runs on his perspective. And it's actually pretty eye opening to think. I mean, eye opening to kind of see that, you know, there are people who think that there's not like systems in place that keep certain people from getting to certain places in society at an equal rate, you know, as others are like, you know, there was this, um, I don't remember what this, what this video was. And I mean, we can make arguments in every direction, right? Um, but there was this video, um, where they showed, um, a lot of people on a line on a like a starting line and I guess they're gonna do a race right I think they're on a field and it's all these I think they're students um they weren't that old they looked like they were maybe 18 year olds 17 year olds maybe 20 year olds I don't really know um I watched it a long time ago and they were all on this starting line on on like the baseline of a field somewhere like um for some like athletic field of some kind I can't remember what sport but I think they were on like a, a football field maybe and they had to race the goal was you know you're gonna race to the finish line but the way you're gonna get there is gonna be taking a step forward if um, the question applies to your life so Every time they mention something from a position of, of privilege, everyone who met criteria for that would take a step forward. And then you kind of start seeing more and more who it is that's closer to the start line and who it is that's getting closer and closer to that finish line. It's like just to catch up, you know, these other people have to do all this other stuff just to get there. So you know, we're all kind of dealt our lot, right? And so that's kind of, that's kind of something that I think maybe some people 
can't really see. I mean, it's hard for me to see it from a different perspective because I don't see it in my life. Like, if I didn't see it in my life, it wouldn't be possible for me to really, for me to really think that way, you know, um, to, to think kind of like how I think, you know. So it's kind of interesting. So say, for example, in the video, I don't remember the exact questions, but say, for example, in the video, they're like, um, um, I have enough time after school to finish all my homework and, you know, um, every day. And then, you know, they take a step forward. You know, I've never failed a class before. They take a step forward. Um, you know, I, you know, um, my parents have enough money to put me through college and they take a step forward. Um, I have access to a car. They take a step forward. Um, you know, I know what I want to major in. They take a step forward. Um, you know, all kinds of things, all kinds of things that you can think of, you know, like I have, I have savings of like a certain amount. I have a job and I make a certain amount of money. Um, and you just, you know, start talking about like all these things and, you know, they're saying like, like, I don't have a disability status, you know, like I don't, you know, have to use any kind of government assistance money and, um, you know, I can afford, you know, to buy all my meals and save and go on a trip and take time off work and buy medicine and things like that. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, I can afford childcare. There are a lot of things where it's like, you know, how does a person even get ahead if they've got all these other things that it's like, they're barely even able to kind of function you know, um, I mean, I even talk to people who even something as simple as, you know, not being able to have paid days off work. I mean, I can't imagine making that decision between being sick and not being able to work because you're literally sick and then not getting paid for it. I mean, to me, that's pretty outrageous. And especially with COVID, you know, it's like there are people who don't get the COVID pay if they get sick. So they get sick and then they have to take however many weeks off work, maybe two weeks off work. In some cases, maybe five days off work, maybe 10 days off work, whatever your company's policy is. When you get COVID, you can't come back to work. And if there's no remote work option, then you basically just aren't working and don't get paid until you're cleared to come in either with a positive COVID test or, or, sorry, negative COVID test, negative now, like to get, to get, you know, you're not testing positive anymore. You're having a negative test or you, um, you know, I guess like, I can't remember what mine was. I think it was like five days or 10 days from when you got a positive test. I think it was 10 days from the positive test or um, something like that. Um, but it's like, that's a lot of time, you know? Um, so, I don't really even know, you know, what that looks like. I mean, and if somebody does have a COVID test and they can't take off work, you know, they're likely to go in and then infect everybody. It's kind of like, that doesn't make any sense, right? But, you know, there are a lot of people who can't take paid days off work. Um, their job doesn't allow it, or maybe they have a lot going on to a point where they use them all. Uh, I'm almost in that position. I've been having a lot going on this summer, so I've been taking a lot of days off just to recoup. And this is the lowest PTO balance I've ever had. And it's still something compared to, you know, people who might not have that available. At least I'm still accruing every pay period. And, you know, um, I still have a, a few days I can take off if I need to. So it's not that big a deal, but it's kind of like, eh. I think I have like four days I can take off now. And usually I have like 
over 120 hours or something. I tried to keep it at like 80 hours and then I just kept using them and using them because I was like, I just really can't be at work right now. So I just stopped going for a while. I was like, I just can't. But actually COVID used like a week of it too, which was unexpected. So, um, but yeah, I don't really think there's really a conclusion. Um, I don't want to sit here and be like, I'm more right than another person. I feel like I'm more right, obviously, because it's my own opinion. But I mean, um, I can kind of see another perspective that, you know, I can kind of see, you know, that maybe even having the mindset that there's someone else that's controlling your uh, your possibilities. Um, I can't even see that as, um, you know, it can be problematic. Like, I think for me, it's not so much like which person, it's more like the systems in place, right? So say, for example, I mentioned algorithms, right? So, um, if I wanted to, um, you know, beat an algorithm, you basically just follow the other people who are very successful in the niche that you want to be successful in. You follow them. You see the most popular ones. Now, you know, if you don't have money to pay for followers or ads and things like that, um, or to rent stuff out or whatever it may be, you know, you might not have, you know, the best quality look, looking, uh, looking, you know, you might have the best quality looking, um, you know, product or content, but you technically can follow all this stuff. I mean, it's like, even for places where they're like, you know, submit, you know, submit a photo of yourself or whatever, like, you don't have to submit a real photo, you know, if you have to make a thumbnail of yourself, you can, you can choose to be a blonde male if you want to, you know what I mean? Like, there are ways around things, like, you, you know, you don't really have to, you know, be yourself, um, if you're trying to beat an algorithm, you don't really have to. Like, there are usually ways around it. But, you know, those of us who know about those things, you know, we're just like, I'm choosing to authentically present myself as much as I can. You know, I'm, you know, sometimes I'm like, I don't care if I sound like an idiot and I'm just saying my stupid opinions about things. And then I'm like, oh, shoot, that that sounded really not not like that you know like maybe I have some prejudice you know comments that I make and stuff like that it's like you know I do catch myself and I'm just like huh like that wasn't that didn't really come out well and I kind of need to think that through a little bit better but you know it's like I'm not gonna edit it out you know unless I know that I'm being like overtly offensive and I'm just having a bad day and I'm just like that wasn't cool I probably shouldn't be posting that but it's like you know otherwise I mean people get to hear my stupid opinions and so you know um you know I learn and grow just like everybody else I'm not you know I'm not like a a special version of person or anything um that's not plagued by the other that all all the stuff that everyone in society is kind of plagued by like I still you know have to challenge my own thinking on stuff too but it can be really hard to challenge my thinking when there's stuff in front of me that I don't see um sometimes I'm just not seeing it um it's kind of weird too um it's actually really kind of weird but i mean i'm always happy to have the conversation um 
but it's I don't think it's really possible for everyone to see the same viewpoint on things if they're coming from different areas of the start line if you want to put it that way um I really don't know if it's possible, you know. I mean, if we're all looking at the same finish line from, like, a different distance, you know, it's not going to look exactly the same. Um, But I don't know. I mean, I guess arguments in the other way would definitely be, I mean, there are programs for, for minorities that don't really exist, um, for non-minorities, so there's programs like, um, like Lesbians Who Tech, um, they have, like, a whole, you know, um, training program, um, that people can apply for if they're non-binary, if they're gay, lesbian, queer, genderqueer, trans, um, but, that excludes a lot of other people too and it's a pretty good program you know it's not like shabby you get all kinds of networking opportunities and everything um i don't think cis gay males can join um i don't know if they have programs i haven't looked um i haven't really searched for that at all but um Yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of wondering, you know, um, it's always going to be like challenging topics. Like, I think it's, it's not just a black or white thing, you know, um, nothing's really black or white. Even opinions aren't really black or white. Like the more, at least for myself, the more I break down things with the way I think about them. I mean, I'm not really trying to have no opinions, or no strong opinions, but it's kind of like, you know, a lot of my strong opinions are based on my experiences. It's hard to really have a strong opinion without an experience attached to it, you know? Um, Like, I don't think I've really witnessed um, other than so the only the only exception I would say that I have witnessed how it can kind of well two two things two things I'll put it this way there are two things that I've noticed that can sway um different things in my life um one is education um and two is finances now I can explain that. So, and just so people know, it's not like I'm like rolling in it. I'm not like ritzy over here. You know, I'm not, you know, like, you know, as much as I complain about rent, you guys should know, you know, like I'm not like, I wouldn't consider myself wealthy. You know, I work, I can, I can work and do my job and get bonuses doing my job and it's steady pay um, with benefits. I mean, does it pay enough for me to live the way that I want to? My day job does not, but also it's solid, you know, it's recession proof, it's pandemic proof, you know, um, overall, um, other than recession, well, it's recession proof as in I'm not going to lose my job because of the recession It's not recession proof as in like the money part, but, um, the pay isn't that great, but also because it's contract based. And so unless our company and positions per uh, position, positions in that company, unless the budgeted uh, pay rate changes through a contract, we don't get raises. Like we don't just get raises every year, like by a certain percentage. We have to wait for the year that the contract gets renewed and see if our individual position gets approved for a raise and then everyone in that position 
gets that raise to that specific rate. There are exceptions because I talk to people, so there are exceptions. I do know people who have had the same role as who got more money than I did. Um, that either comes from starting at a later date because the, the contract is a little different for a later date versus when you started at an earlier date. Um, and also certain staff, for some reason, do get more money. Um, and I don't know why that is. And I know a lot of us don't really talk about it, but I do know what a lot of people were getting paid. Um, you know, I know before the pandemic, when I was at another job, I know before the pandemic, when the majority of people I worked with were getting $19 to $19.50, there were people making about $23, $24 an hour. Um and someone else I knew making like $27 an hour and some of the leads I knew who weren't even in those positions um, um, were making under $20 an hour and so I know the pay rates aren't exactly equal but overall they're at a certain rate overall so that's one thing that I've noticed um, they do say that though, but I have noticed that everyone does kind of make a little different money. So that is something that's a little strange to me, but overall we don't really get raises like that. Like I've known people who had to beg for 25 cents for a raise or 50 cents for a raise and got denied. Like not everybody gets raised, like not even whole dollars, just like cents, like <laughs> not even a whole dollar raise you know and for the intensive kind of work we do I mean give me a dollar like what it, it's like eight dollars a day <laughs> like come on and it's taxed anyways you're not even getting the full eight dollars it's actually less than eight dollars it's like come on dude like but I don't know if companies can't even meet you at eight dollars or four dollars or you know two dollars extra a day before taxes you know it's like and all the other deductions like you're basically not even getting a full buck i mean it it's ridiculous honestly um but i mean every bit does count i'm just saying you know like in the grander scheme of things it's like that's really not a lot of money um you know stop you know, filling the, the snacks and stuff and stop buying coffee and pay, pay your, you know, pay your employees. Stop bringing Krispy Kreme donuts every Friday and just, like, give the money to the employees. Um, but I don't know, like, so I would say when it comes to education, I have noticed people kind of change their tone. Like, I don't throw it around like that. Like, I'm not even, like, I don't know. I kind of just, like, stumbled into whatever the heck I'm doing. And, like, I, you know, I've had things go wrong in my life, too. But it's, like, you know, I did have opportunities to go to schools. Um, regardless of my family's money situation, you know, they found a way for us to go to school and get it paid for. Um no matter how questionable the methods may have been at times, um, you know, I got educated. And so, you know, at the end of the day, I've got degrees and, you know, I have noticed some people treat me differently when they noticed that I was getting, you know, that I, that I kind of had a certain education um, um, as far as degrees are concerned, and then also financially, like I mentioned, like, you know, like, I have stable work, and it's remote work, so I'm pretty flexible as far as, like, living options, you know, um, as long as I need to, as long as I can get where I need to get at the times when I need to be there, which isn't eight hours every single day, 
but you know it could take some planning but as long as I can get there I'm fine you know I can still work it's not an issue um I I never really like I really don't talk too much about like what I do for a living uh, when I meet people, I don't really talk about my education when I meet people. I don't really talk much about finances when I meet people. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I just don't talk about when I meet people. And I practically live like a hobo. So, you know, nobody really would know my money situation. I am the cheapest person you'll ever meet. Um, I don't tend to splurge. The only place I really kind of splurge is like a few months out of the year for snowboarding. I will spend a fortune going out of town, buying new gear, you know, getting lift tickets and like going to different resorts and, you know, going to hotels and all that kind of stuff. I will spend money doing the, these things. Um, I don't mind spending money doing these things. I like to do these things. It's what makes me happy a lot of the the crappy weather times of year. But... um. You know, I kind of saved to go do that. I save money, and my money is saved for certain kind of categories of stuff that I'm kind of working on for the future. Um, like, I'm working on it now, but it's like the money's going to go towards it a lot of times in the future. Um, but, you know, it is a privileged position to be able to save, even though, like I said, I'm not like rolling in it, but it's like, I'm also not, like, you know, negative, like, you know, a few hundred dollars every every month before the rent's due. And then, you know, right when the, you know, paycheck comes in, I got to go find a way to pay the rent and then have no money. I mean, I've definitely been in positions where it's like, dude, I need to do something about my finances. But I've always been in a position where, you know, I've been able to kind of eventually get it together. And also I have a very low standard for like quality of living. Let's be real. Like I have a backup option of where I can live. And so I can put up with some pretty shitty environments because it's like, well, if worse comes to worse, I'm just going to leave and go there, which is what I did. So it's kind of like, you know, I have like a backup, like a lot of people don't have that. Like if they have a shitty roommate, they have a shitty roommate. You know, if they need to make choices to live like in a hostel or something that's going to be super cheap for them, you know, that's going to have to be the option. And I'm not knocking it. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's like I do notice that, you know, um, even as much as I can complain about, you know, things that I experienced, you know, I do have some privilege in some ways, even if it's not like a lot, it is some, you know, and so I'm not saying I'm better than anybody, whatever. I'm not you know, like, I'm not better than the homeless clients I work with, I'm not better than, you know, the boss who runs the company, I'm not better than, you know, the person who tries to scam call me, I'm not better than any of these people, you know, like, I'm just a human like everybody else, but, you know, like I said, we're all dealt different cards, we're all dealt a different lot in life, and we kind of just start where we're starting, and then we, you know, we can make um, a way to progress towards what we're doing, but, you know, we're starting at different places. I don't think it's maybe, like, the best thing to really focus on, like, ah, I'm starting at the at the 10-yard line instead of the 50. Like, you know, I'm never going to get to, you know, I'm never going to get over there. I'm never going to get to the other side. Like, I'm looking ahead, and there's so many people ahead of me, you know, and I'm still back here, and every time, you know, it takes me to move, like, you know, however many yards, you know, like, everyone else is moving, like, at a faster rate, I mean, that might be the reality, you know, like, but, I mean, to focus on it and to put the energy into that for too long, I mean, I think the energy is best spent trying to problem solve, and I'm not, I mean, that that sounds kind of um, dismissive, I guess, but I do believe that, or else I wouldn't work on the things that I work on. Um, you know, the way I see things is if you can't problem solve it yourself, 
get to a position where you can pay somebody who can without getting scammed. Um, that's kind of my theory on things. Um, easier said than done, right? But it's like, you know, like everybody sacrifices somewhere. Um, I mean, even people who do come from privileged positions, uh, whether they're white or hetero or whatever they are, um, you know, they have minority status in some, in some places too. Um, so I can see that, you know, like, I don't want to like sit here and try to like, you know, try to say that I'm just like going to try to make an argument for my own position on things. Um, cause it is very one-sided, you know, I'm not on, you know, I'm not on a call or on a, um, I'm not podcasting with somebody at this very moment who's like talking about their perspectives, you know, um, but also they didn't really give their perspectives. So I don't really know where that perspective is specifically coming from. I know where my, where my perspective was coming from is that, uh, this is what I see. I mean, if these people are the ones in charge, you know, they're not even looking at this other stuff. You know, they're not looking at the way we do things as a different type of people. Um, uh, they're not. It doesn't, it doesn't really, um, they're not really required to look at it. It doesn't really affect them to not look at it. Um, so, I mean, it doesn't affect them. Yeah, it doesn't affect them to not look at it. So why would they do it? if it, you know, could potentially, you know, jeopardize their own practice or create liability for them, I mean, like, I don't know, like, what would be their, their advantage at, at, like, advocating, um, for something that, you know, a lot of people don't understand, um, I mean, advocating for minorities, like, I don't, I, I, I think it's a great thing to do, um, I think people should advocate for those who, um, might not have a louder voice, I think it's one of the better things to do, but, um, you know, everybody's trying to make their own way, too, so sometimes I do understand, you know, if somebody doesn't want to rock the boat and be like, well, I'm just going to do it this way now, and, you know, it is kind of risky for people sometimes, um, but, I mean, I don't know, sometimes it's like people have to just be allies and just, you know, step out of themselves and just do what they need to do for people, um, for there to be progress, you know, if everybody thinks like, okay, like, I'm not, I'm not willing to, like, lose any status for, you know, advocating for others, I mean, if everybody thinks like that, then nothing's ever really going to be done, and I think people with different minority status can, can, you know, get to whatever goals and finish line that they're trying to get to, it just, you know, it's hard to really acknowledge how hard it is when people are at different, you know, different, you know, however many yards from the, from the goal, you know, like, it's really just hard to see from other people's perspectives, um, because none of us can live anybody else's life, um, one of my favorite books, and there's a movie of it too, I've probably talked about it, um, but one of my favorite books, and, like, the old black and white film movie of it, um, it's called Black Like Me. You can watch it on YouTube. There's like a free um, version of it on there. Um, it's like a bootleg YouTube thing, but it's like a free version called Black Like Me. And it's basically a white guy who who takes some kind of medicine or something to turn himself to so his skin looks darker. And he just experiences what it's like. And he basically has like an emotional breakdown 
spoiler alert at the end because you can't really handle it um but yeah if everyone could do that with their experiences in which we can't all do that with our experiences but if that was possible that would be pretty interesting to try to really test perspectives but I don't know it's a good it's good food for thought and uh thanks for listening